When asking about Iowa football, David Byrne said it best. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, Derek Pearson here, uh, Lincoln America, 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you, folks, for making Locked On Huskers your first stop, first watch each and every single day here on the Locked On Sports Network, just trying to give you some of the best content, thought-provoking conversation that you can have each and every single day here, courtesy of Locked On Sports Network. I want to thank the folks from Bet Online uh, for what they do, the best the game begins uh the best odds best props best lines and it's an interesting week that purdue and indiana purdue with a 10 and a half point point favorite this week the over-under is 54 there are more props and more bets that you can find go to betonline.ag and they'll have them for you do me a favor why because you're husker fans and you're awesome subscribe if you're watching this, if this has ended up on your timeline somehow on your social media feed or it's popped up in your Google search, do this. Subscribe. Share the content. Send it to a friend, somebody. Conversation. And then add to the comments below about what we're going to talk about. We're going to go through the Iowa Hawkeyes and who they're. It's a short week uh, for the Huskers. And then preparing uh, for an Iowa team that's playing for something of great importance. The Iowa Hawkeyes and Kirk Ferentz are playing for their share of the Big Ten West Conference championship. And that is important because that also includes a berth and an invitation to the Big Ten Conference championship in Indianapolis. Iowa has fought its way through for a team that struggled early in the season and had a three-game uh, losing streak, and now they're on a four-game winning streak. And Kirk Ferentz, look, at 7-4 and four and 5-3 and three in the Big Ten Conference, four straight wins. They figured out how to fix the things that were problematic for them. And they figured out how to do a very difficult thing in sports, which is to finish ballgames. They're, they're in competitive games. And in those competitive games, they compete, and then they find a way to finish. They did it at Minnesota when they when they when they faced the Gophers and 10-10 game and Minnesota had them uh, on their heels and had them backpedaling. Jack Campbell stood up, opened his chest up to show his Superman cape and made the play of the day and picked off on a tip tip pass, tipped it back and tipped it uh, up and caught it and returned it for for and set up Iowa for uh, the go ahead field goal the game-winning field goal in that particular case. And they made another stop along the way. Jack Campbell, one of the best player, football players in the Big Ten and in America, All-America candidate, uh, could have uh, gone early uh, early rounds last year if he had left Iowa and gotten into the draft. He chose to return. Another opportunity to play for a championship at Iowa under Kirk Ferentz, and that's what they're doing. This game is for the Heroes Cup. Iowa versus Nebraska, the Heroes Cup. And the rivalry for bordering states and often for cohabitating states, folks who cross that border and cross the line and often get on each other's nerves. 
This is a rivalry of proximity. This is a rivalry of jealousy and envy. The conversations between what it's like to be a blue blood program to have national titles and then, well, would you rather have current success, recent success within the space that you're in? Iowa has an answer for Nebraska. They are currently good. And that is not a thing that Nebraskans can say about their football program. But they love their programs one and the same. Iowa has won seven straight games in this rivalry. And that is a thing that puts a nasty taste in the mouth of any Husker fan that can see this. If you, if you bleed the scarlet and cream, that is a statement that makes you upset to your stomach. Seven straight losses to Iowa. We're not talking about Ohio State. We're not talking about Michigan. We're not talking that. No, we're talking about Iowa. And Iowa fans are, will stand with their chest out, laughing with a smile from ear to ear as wide as the corn that they would try to consume. Seven straight wins. And in the last four, 28-21, 26-20, 27-24, and 30-28. One-score ballgames and late one-score ballgames. The last time these two teams met, and listen, we're talking about last year, also on Black Friday, Nebraska was leading by 15 points in the second half and could not seal the deal. They could not finish against this Iowa team. Problematic and distasteful. But Kirk Ferentz has an answer for Nebraska. He has some solution in play. Hang out long enough. Don't hurt ourselves. No wasteful pre-snap penalties. Don't turn the ball over. And then make plays late in the ball game because Nebraska, if you're patient enough, will give you an opportunity and a chance to win or steal the game. And the bad thing is he can say this out loud. Iowa fans can say this out loud. They just, they don't have to be great. They just don't have to suck. They have to be consistent enough over the course of 60 minutes that they're just close enough so that when it's time to, to, to steal one, to grab the bag, to put a dagger in the back of Husker Nation, they can do so. And they have seven consecutive years. Now, is this the best Iowa team that we've seen in recent history? Nope. But that's not, that's not the issue. The issue is, at 7-4 and four and a game that matters absolutely to Iowa, a chance to, again, there's additional revenue in play. There's different exposure. It helps in recruiting, right, to be able to say for those borderline kids who know both Nebraska and Iowa, which program gets them over the hump and plays a better style of football, this recruiting gym is required. It is necessary for Nebraska, if they're going to change the way they recruit within the 500-mile radius, they're going to have to be able to say that they can beat Iowa and actually have a game tape to prove it. It can't be that we're just better than them. Don't pay attention to the final score. Final score matters, and for seven consecutive meetings, 
Iowa has finished on top of Nebraska. Things to fix. Time to fix them. It's Friday. It's what's going to happen. We'll go to break here on Lockdown Huskers. Welcome back, uh, DP here at Lockdown Huskers. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate that. Um, thank the folks from Bet On Sports and Bet Online. And again, I'm I'm a fan of numbers and what it says about uh, what you've done recently. Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin will play each other. Wisconsin coming off a win. The over under is 36. That's not a lot of points. It's not a lot of points. I mean, it's just not. I'm I'm slightly surprised. Over under for Nebraska and Iowa, 38 and a half points. Is that really a lot of points? <laughs> Remember the last the last four years. 59 points, 46 points, 51 points, and 59 points. This year's over under. 38 and a half. Is that because of Nebraska or is that because of Iowa? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I have to ask the folks in bet online <laughs> what that number is. Leave in the comments. Are you taking the over or the under? 38 and a half. <laughs> when you ponder that for a second, that they've been averaging 59 or 57 over the course of those four years, that uh, the number is 38 and a half. What happened? What happened? They're in Kinnick. Um, again, a building that Husker fans are familiar with. And there's a respect about Kinnick. Not a fear. It's a respect that Nebraska fans want to degrade it and want to speak ill of it. But the reality is, in recent history, uh, this is a hall of, of horrors. This is this is a place where Nebraska's had opportunity to 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 get victory, often stealing defeat out of the jaws of victory. And this is not just a Kirk Ferentz thing, although Ferentz has been, I mean, you know, he's been elite. But he's fighting for a bid, an invitation to December third's uh, Big Ten championship in Indianapolis against whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan. No matter how it plays out, they're not going to be the favorite. They won't be favored in the game. As a matter of fact, I would think that they would be double digits uh, underdog to whoever wins uh, between Ohio State and Michigan. But I don't think Kirk Ferentz cares. He'll play them close. We know that. So I have a defense averages giving up 13 and a half points a game. That's exceptional. Uh, there was a fact uh, they give up about 273 yards a game. That's not. That's not much. But a fact uh, that was shared by Mickey Joseph was that uh, of their starters on defense, all, there are no transfers. Those are all four and fifth-year players who have been in the same system, hearing using the same verbiage. As Mickey Joseph said, they line up the right way. They, they line, up at, line up at the right depth. They line up uh, with the right read. Their eyes are in the right place um, because they, they, de they were developed legitimately and have been in the program in that system for four to five years, four or five years. Zero transfers in, in on, on the depth chart at position one. That is a remarkable statement. 
look, say what you want, Kirk Ferentz in Iowa, but to say that you've you've <laughs> you've got players in your program who not only got into your program but then stayed in your program and were loyal to your program over the course of four to five years. That is that's a remarkable statement in football, college football today. There's a lot to be said for that. And that defense has held 11 opponents, 11 opponents to 13 points or less. What? <laughs> Again, it's not like they're playing the patty cake schedule. It's not like they're playing meatball state every week. This is in the Big Ten Conference. And you're finding a way to lock folks down. It is knowledge of the scheme. It is knowledge of expectation. They have recent history. Uh, 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 we talk about experience, but experience goes more than plays on the field. Experience is the process and the culture in which you in which you live and exist. And if you get in the Iowa program and you spend four years listening to the same verbiage for four years, for five years. Uh, for understanding and watching film study the same way with the same different optics and the same rules of engagement. Being prepared for walking in into buildings uh, at least twice over the course of that with some understanding of how, what the fan noise is going to sound like, uh, what the turf is going to play out at, uh, what the opponent likes, what their verbiage is uh, and during, during live live rounds. Getting to the skyline and knowing who to talk to about what's going on, the things you see, the things you hear, and the things you know. That is a missed, missed value system in college football. To, 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 to think that you have a player, uh, a group of players, playing together, knowing the person next to them for four to five years, knowing the person in front of them for four to five years, knowing the player behind them for four to five years. And being able to commute in a common language that everybody knows in short form in the loudest buildings in America when it comes to college football. You're playing at the Horseshoe or the Big House or Memorial Stadium or Kennick or Camp Randall. You know how loud those spaces can be and how distracting and how much chaos there can be. And to have Comfort in knowing that the player who's playing with you, next to you, behind you, is on the same page with you because they have been for four or five years. That is a remarkable thing to, to think about in college football. And I'm not sure, and now I'm curious to find out how many other programs can say that one of their offensive and defensive units have zero transfers and have players who have been in the program the entire time. Whew! And imagine that's how you win a game where you're down 15 in the second half. That's how you win the game on the road at Memorial. That's how you win the game is being comfortable and familiar enough to know that you don't have to panic. The players around you are on the same page, as Nebraska says, they're pulling on the same rope. That if you do your job, you'll have opportunities. And when you get those opportunities, knowledge is what gets you over the hump. That is knowing that the play call that's coming in, the audibles that you're going to be responsible for, the verbiage that comes from the audibles, <laughs> you know all of those things, and so do the people that you're playing with and competing with. That you're constantly at an advantage over the people you're competing against. And there's no, zero question from Husker fans 
about whether Iowa's experience will play a part in Saturday's result. There's no question about that. It's absolutely known. We fully know that at some point, friction, rubber meets the road, and it's going to require somebody out there to be on time, on purpose, the right place, right time, and because of their knowledge and experience, the truth is it's more likely to be, and recent history agrees, it's more likely to be Iowa who makes that play. But opportunities arise. Black Friday, Iowa City. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, I, I, I chuckled because every now and then a number just blows your mind. And I'm sure that the odds makers, uh, the folks at Bet Online, are fully aware that uh, Iowa uh, has not allowed 11, opponent, uh, 11 opponents to score more than 13 points in a game. That that's remarkable, but you can go to the folks at Bet Online. Go check them out again. It's where the game begins. All sorts of odds for you to work from. Uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Maryland plus fourteen. Uh, Purdue and Indiana. Purdue plus ten and a half. Uh, Illinois Northwestern. Illinois with a fourteen point uh, favorite, uh, and thirty eight points is the is 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 the over under. There are a lot of low unders, uh, 36 for Minnesota and Wisconsin, 38 for Illinois, Northwestern, 38 for, for Nebraska and Iowa. Those are some low overs, man. <laughs> you know, I understand that's Big Ten Conference football in, in November, and maybe we're expecting some additional weather. I don't know. Maybe it's just cold. Or maybe all the defenses are in the Big Ten Conference and they just shut people down uh, and don't let them put points on the board. Um, keys to this and understanding uh, what the expectation is on my behalf when it comes to Iowa and Nebraska this will be a competitive game it'll be an extremely uh, passionately fought game plays are going to be made there'll be momentum swings Uh, whoever gets up early will look over their shoulder constantly and consistently waiting for things to turn around and for the other team, their opponent, to make opportunities and to, to, to take advantage of the set opportunities. It'll be a back-and-forth first half. Third quarter, one team will settle into what they do. The other team will try to shake them uh, out of their comfort zone and get them to do some things that they're not comfortable doing. Uh, Nebraska will take some shots with the long version of the field uh, with the athletes that they have on the outside. Iowa will stay consistent, and they will body blow, body blow, body, but they'll hit to the ribs. Uh, They'll uh, punch the heart. And then ultimately it'll come down to several moments and several plays where players from both teams will have the opportunity to make a play to achieve the win. Nebraska is extremely familiar with this. So is Iowa. Be consistent, be constant, apply constant pressure, make zero mistakes, don't turn the ball over, don't give away possessions, uh, hang on, hang out until the opponent blinks and makes a mistake. Nebraska will have the same opportunity to do those things. 
once again, it'll come down to a, a one-score, one-possession ball game. Nebraska has another opportunity to figure out how to close out a game. Iowa already already knows how. Who wins this one? I don't know. It'll come down to one possession and one opportunity. You will watch it with me. Fingers crossed. Hoping that it's not the same as it ever was. We'll close it. Those three words we love so much. Go Big Red.